I don't know about you, but I'm excited. I'm already hot. I've already got sweat rolling down the back of my neck. I'm trying to be sophisticated on Easter. It didn't work out very well. I reached to grab a suit, and I said, man, if I grab a suit, everybody in that church will leave. So I left it hanging. So for my life, suits are for um, funerals and weddings. And uh, I only need two suits, a gray one and a black one, (laughs) and I'm good. I'll make the rest of it work by ties and shirts. Man, aren't you so glad that you woke up this morning? I know, man, we, you don't, you couldn't pick a better time to live than today. Y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. You couldn't have picked a better year to be here. Because God can use you. That's what he called you for. To use you in the turmoil. You're the captain of your boat. Drive that ship, baby. Drive it. Right? Don't be like Tommy's boat and don't run. Drive that thing. Drive that thing. All right, I'm going to make it through this one. I'm not going to stand before you long today. It's all in your expectation Amen. of how long is. That's right. Amen. Amen. <laughs> You've got your Bibles, let's go to the Word. Do y'all know people died for this? They died for this Word. You know, there's people that are still dying for this word and you being ungrateful as you are. Pastor, this ain't supposed to be a toast on for today. It's supposed to be a sermon of exhortation. Get people excited about the Lord again, right? Well, he's got two sides. They're just both driven by love. But he got two. He'll spank you as much as he'll hug you. Don't believe me? Try him. He'll wake you up. Luke chapter 24. Who in here is up for a seven-mile journey today? Anybody in here for a seven-mile hike? Who likes to hike? I know these crazy ones here love to hike. I ain't hiking. I'll meet you at the end. Give me a motorcycle, a side-by-side, a four-wheeler, a jet helicopter. I don't care. Just give me something to get me there. I mean, they tell me all the time, you should go to the gym and ride a bike. Why I got to ride a bike? God give me one with a motor on it. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to ride that thing, baby. Huh? All right, now hang with me because this might get a little bumpy. Now, behold, two of them were traveling, starting at verse 13. That same day, I, I probably need to back up before I even get started. Jesus has been crucified. He's been laid in a tomb. 
his disciples, the ones that would call him Lord and the ones that would call him Rabbi. And in some cases, they called him prophet. But they had followed him for his last three to three and a half years in ministry. They, some have given up. Some left, some left their families and went. Left mama at home with the kids. Boy, boy, you boo-hoo-hoo. Don't y'all be doing some of that. If you ain't called, don't you dare run out of there. <laughs> Mama will beat you like a wet noodle. But they had followed Jesus. They had given Jesus all that they had. And they, they were calling him rabbi. And anything that Jesus would say, they would lend their ear. They would open their heart. They would receive him. And Jesus had been bold enough to step outside of religion and say, They'll destroy the temple, but in three days. <laughs> and all the disciples had heard it. All they had watched him lay hands on the sick. They had seen them, they had seen him stand outside of a tomb and speak to a man. Had to call him specifically. Because if he wouldn't, everybody that was dead would have come forth. Y'all got to understand the power in his voice. They had watched the lame rise and leap and take that which was bound, that would bound them and they would bind it and run with it. Opened, Opened eyes. Crazy ways. Aren't you spitting in people's eyes? You can't spit on me. You better hope to God it's holy. So I'm going to knock you out if it ain't. Right? And he would put mud on their face. And they would watch these miracles. They even had a little drinky drink on his behalf. God. Manifested flesh. Emmanuel. Dwell among us. This is the Messiah that had been prophesied. This is the one that they had called years before. They was calling into existence. And he died on a cross. Mortal man would nail him and hang him to the point of death. The way you're sitting right now and the the way that you're pondering this is the same way I would say that the disciples were pondering when they seen him say, Father, I commend my spirit. There was only a couple there. Boy, that's Christian people. They was watching him die before he even got there and said, I'm out. I'll come. The, the situation ain't even come to full blossom yet and you already quit. Yeah. 
Come on. Come on. Come on. You got in one argument and you already call them divorce. Come on. Come on, church. Come on. Jump up in the boat with me for a minute. Let's take a ride. And they had seen the one that gave them all these promises. Leave. Just the few at the cross. Peter. Mr. Man. Check him out from afar. Isn't that just like us? If we're put in a sticky situation, won't we do some things that's just not becoming of a disciple. When the situation gets sticky, not when you have to just profess He's Lord, but you have to walk it. He's God. And here we are on this road, two disciples on the same day. It said the same day, on that day, the day when they said he's not in the tomb. That day they said, we're out. I wonder how many of us have walked away when we don't see him. Come on, church. I want you. I want everybody in the back row just crowd right on up here at the altar. Let's just get into some stuff. You don't have to get up. I won't make you nervous. But won't we do it? Man, if we don't recognize God in the moment, won't we give up? Won't we throw in the towel? Won't we turn our back? Won't, won't we deny him? Pastor, you're going too far now. I ain't never denied him. Don't give me five minutes with you. Because when it don't go your way, it's going to be a good message. It's Easter expectations, baby. What's your expectation? When you, when you woke up this morning, when you, no, a little bit, when you went to bed last night, what was your expectation? Some of you have expectation in your habits because we go to bed, we set the alarm, alarm goes off, we wake up, we get dressed, we go on. We do the same thing the next day. It's all based habitual. God ain't nowhere in that. There ain't a narrow one of you says, God, if you're willing, you'll wake me up at five. There ain't a narrow one of you saying it. You set the alarm and you go to sleep. Because your expectation is you'll awake. What's your expectation when it comes to him? When the natural doesn't show up. And all you have to rely on is the supernatural. Y'all do know he didn't send the Holy Spirit to help you pick your clothes out this morning, right? I mean, some of us might have needed him. I ain't saying nothing. 
Let me get back over here to Scripture. So this is where we are. We have two disciples that have decided, that have made a decision. Now that I can't see Christ, we're going our way. Now the whole two of them were traveling that same day to the village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. Don't you love how God will just use some numbers sometimes? Seven's the number of completion. See, they didn't even know. Never mind. I ain't got time. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. So it was while they conversed and reasoned. Can I just preach the word? And they, they, those two, like-minded, misery loves company, like-minded, they talked. They talked together. They, they didn't go to anybody else and talk. They talked together as they were walking, as they were walking away, as they were, as they were no longer able to sit and face the struggle. They walked away together talking of all the things which had happened. Man, I can hear the conversation. Can you hear the conversation? Oh, let me, let me help you. This, this will ring a bell. I ain't put my trust in man again. Yeah, I've been told that once or twice. Come on, come on. This is Easter expectation, baby. Oh, I'm going to open your eyes on some expectation this morning. But we all do it. We all fall short. So it was while they conversed and reasoned. Ah, <laughs> uh, boy, how am I going to handle this one without notes? Let's do it like this. While they conversed and reasoned. So it was while they, while they conversed and reasoned. While they were in the midst of their stuff, it says that Jesus himself drew near and went to them. Can I tell you that he's no respecter of person? Can I tell you that right in the midst of your grumbling and your moaning and your complaining just the other day about how life is and what's going on and how you're getting everybody else all up involved in your soup bowl and everybody's putting their ingredients in to make it taste just like everything else so that everybody can enjoy it. If you come to my house, you go eat what I eat or you ain't going to eat. I'm not going to make it taste to your taste buds. I'm going to do it to mine. But we want to get everybody... In the same soup bowl. And don't add too much salt, just a little bit. Well, I got to have some salt, so I'll. So that we all can agree that life has just let us down again. There's nothing left for us. This, is must be, this, this has got to be how God wants it. So you go and find somebody else that feels the same way you do. This has got to be how God wants it. So you get together. 
This is how we build expectations. All right, God, you're going to have to wake them up. You're going to have to wake them up. He said, Jesus himself drew near and went to them, but their eyes were restrained. Can I ask you, how many times is it that Jesus has walked up in the midst of your mess and your eyes were restrained? You couldn't see that it was God? Yeah. See, isn't that just like a, man, most of the time when God comes in to help, he's coming in to help in a time that we don't really see him. It's not until after the fact that we read, oh, that must have been God. Duh. <laughs> Our eyes were restrained. Because it, it, it's, it, it's the negative all the time. It's the false all the time. It's the diagnosis, the prognosis. It's the hearsay. It's the mouth. And we can't see God. Why do you think people fall away in the church? Because they're setting their expectations based on the experience that they've already had once before. You know the outcome of it the last time, so the outcome has to be out of it this time. No, the outcome's supposed to be different. Here's the problem. You're too stupid to realize that God wants you to change your thinking. But in the midst of your arrogancy, you continue to walk just like you want to walk. This is just the way it's going to be. No, God wants it to be this way. But because you won't change your mind, you base your expectation off of the experience. Right. It happened like this yesterday. It's going to happen like this today. It's going to happen like this tomorrow. Where do I have to go to get you to pay attention? I need to get in your living room. Let's open up your closets. Let's open up your closets. We'll act a fool to her husband and wife because we think that her husband and wife's going to respond the same way. We ain't giving God a chance. You can't change the heart of man, but I know one that can. Well, why ain't you praying for him? Why ain't you, why ain't you talking? Why ain't you lifting them up? Why ain't you saying those things that aren't as if they were? Why ain't you practicing what you preach? Get in the middle of it. But no, we got to set our expectation. I already know what he, come on, y'all ain't never said that. I already know what he's going to say. Y'all come talk to me. I already know what pastor's going to say. He's going to try to give me something like the Bible. <laughs> like I'm supposed to give you something different. Let me read you a love novel. Got it. Whatever you want, it's going to come from here if you come to me anyway. You ain't going to like it sometime. Right? If you like everything this thing's saying to you, boy, you better check yourself. Because this thing is going to cut you every time you open it up and read it. It'll tell you where you took a misstep. I mean, it may not be a, a deep cut. It might be just a little scratch today. Mm -hmm. 
But why is it we can't just figure a way to stop in the middle of the madness and recognize God for who he is and say, you know what, I am wrong. Maybe I shouldn't do. Maybe I shouldn't be. Boy, I'm on a hot one this morning because my back is sweating. Got the AC on? Lord Jesus. Hey, you want these notes? But their eyes were restrained so that they did not know him. And he said to them, what kind of conversation? Uh-oh. We got to go talk to the pastor because, you know, we have a problem. And the pastor says, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another? What are you telling each other? Don't any of you have hope? Oh, ye of little faith, how much longer do I have to tend to you? Boy, I, I wish I was there for that one. I mean, looking at the 12 grown men. You bunch of weasels. Then the one whose name was Cleopas answered and said to him, are you, are you the only? <laughs> Here, can I? Don't get religious. Don't take away and don't add. Don't you get religious on me. See, I already went there before you went there. Listen to what Cleopas said. Do you think you're the only one that's gone through that? Do you, do you think that I haven't gone through what you're going through? Do you think that I haven't seen what you've seen? Do you think that I haven't experienced what you've experienced? What, what, what are you doing? Are you the only one that don't know? Because <laughs> y'all tell each other that in a minute. You have no idea what I'm going through. I quit. I'm done. That's it right there. That was the topic of the sermon. Bang. It's all over it right there. That's why you won't let people minister to you because you don't think that they know. Ask yourself this question. Do you think God knows? So if you think God knows, do you think God will send a ministering angel to you? Do you think, oh, oh, forgot. Y'all think that's the one in the garb with the halo and the big wings. Can't take it from your brother and sister in Christ because now it's an offense. It's not. Cool them off, Pastor. Huh? They'll do it. Everything she calls, squeeze up next to her, give her a hug. It, listen, we all do it. We think we're the only one. Are you the only one in Jerusalem <laughs> that fell and bumped the head? Are you the only one? Don't you already know? And he says, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem, and have you not known the things which has happened in these days? And he said to them, what things? What had happened? <laughs> 
So they said to them, or said to him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth. Are y'all seeing what I'm seeing right there? It says, who was a prophet? Let me put on the Jake break a minute. Let's slow this big boy down. Let's, let's talk about it a minute. And I want you to think about it. I want you to stick with me, and I want you to think about this. We already don't know that it's God in the midst because we can't see him. Because our, our vision's foggy, it's cloudy. Or should I say our hearts are cloudy. Y'all don't like it when I walk around, do you? Because I get close to you and you just go. <laughs> but our hearts are cloudy with disappointment because of a betrayal. And what happens as we move on in life and we have Jesus himself enter our issue and talk to us and try to help us in the midst of it, we don't listen to that either because we've lost all hope. Why have we lost all hope? Because of our perception don't you know that your expectations will hinge off of the perception that you have of who he is in your life? If you perceive him to be who was a prophet, these were the disciples. How how do you expect to squeeze lemonade out of an orange? I mean, I got to talk right here so you can hear me. How do you expect to get a Lord's reaction out of a prophet? They perceived him as a prophet, he was just another man. He was supposed to have been the one to save us. And he did. And they didn't know it. Because of their perception. So their expectation of that day when he was gone. Who was a prophet mighty indeed. I mean, don't you... <laughs> Mighty indeed, okay. He was great in his works. Is that what we after Jesus for? Is what he can do for us? You don't like it when I get up here, do you? It's okay. I ain't coming. I'll go over here. I've said it. Man, we like what we can get by the word, but we don't like what we get through the word. We don't like the transformation that it demands. We just want the outcome.
I keep picking on Megan. She's part of the sermon today. I've told her for years growing up. If you want God to heal you, act like it. See, I'll call my daughter and I'll call you out too. Don't you get haughty on me. And don't let me catch you preaching to my daughter in the corner either because I'll get you on that one too. She has a priest. She married him. Huh? And if he can't handle it, I'll be there. But all we want is the deeds of God. I wonder if we set our prayers up like this. What have you done for me lately? I mean, it really must be what we mean because when we don't get what we want, we act like a spoiled little brat running off kicking and crying and screaming. Come on. You got some where they just don't want to get up in the midst. There's healing balm in Gilead. He said to them, what things? So they said to him, the things that concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people. So he was intelligent and he worked hard. What happened to what he was? I mean, he, he had to have been different while they followed him, or did he? Maybe he is that Christian, Cleopas. Maybe he's that Christian that goes to church because everything's going good. Oh, I love the Lord, and hiccup, and they leave. See, there's, there's uh-oh, there's confronting expectations Some of us come because it's all jacked up. Then when we everything gets right, we run. We stay home on a Sunday and wash and wax your car because it's new. Sunday's my only day off, so I rest. <laughs> Boy, don't ever bring that to my office. <laughs> and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death. And crucified him. And I, I get it. I see it. It's, it's hard to think that the man that I would turn my life over and follow for three and a half years and listen to his promises that would dare let somebody take his life. Because he didn't fight him. He said, but... We were hoping. We, let me finish that and I'll come back to you. But we were hoping that it was he. While we were with him and while we heard and while we were walking along, we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since these things have happened. We were 
hoping. How many of you have lost your hope? Because you can't seem to turn the corner. Oh man, you're, you're almost there. You're, you're almost there this week and next week. You interviewed for the job. You was right there and somebody else. <laughs> you were called to be one place, but uh-oh. You thought that you were just right there. Man, you thought the cancer was gone. Y'all gonna let me talk to you this morning? Because see, in the midst of our problems, in the midst of our trouble, because we perceive him to be a prophet and not Lord, when things don't go our way, our expectations are then again based off of the experiences that we've already went through. Well, if it's going to be, it's going to be. Y'all don't want the worst for your kids. Just because you didn't get everything that you wanted, Sean said you did. They hate coming to church. If we don't want but the best for our children, come on, it's scripture. How much more? And somehow, some way, we begin to lose hope. We were hoping, but and you quit. You give up. Now it's back to your friends bringing you to the gate. And laying you down every Sunday. Oh, come on. <laughs> every Sunday. Because you won't go Wednesday, but every Sunday your friends, your friends will greet you at the door and bring you in and set you down. Anyway, they'll give you a nice place to sit and they'll turn the AC on when you get hot. And they do stuff like that for you. Your friend, they, they bring you to the gate. Because you've lost hope. And if it wasn't for them bringing it and setting it up where it was nice and convenient and cool and relaxing. And if the atmosphere wasn't just right. They wouldn't come. That's a wimpy Christian, buddy. I'll call it to your face. You're a wimpy Christian. Because there's going to come a time you might end up standing before a blade. Not on you, but maybe on your child. Brandon, maybe that blade goes to your child. And they go, renounce God or he dies. Oh, I like to get right up in your living room. Because you need to understand something. Your faith will be tested. The Bible says that we are tried by fire. You can't be purified by sitting in the freezer. Seven times hotter, baby, here it comes. Whether he will deliver me or whether he won't, 
whether he'll heal you or whether he won't when I pray for you. Whether he makes my life easy or makes it hard. He's got to be Lord. Can't be a prophet. He can't be good in his deeds only and good at word. He can't, just because you just said and quote me 569,000 scriptures, that means absolutely, actually that turns me off. Because probability is I've seen you from a distance. And the only thing you're doing is giving me words. I want to see your life. But we were hoping, Dennis. We, man, we were hoping he was the one. Man, I, I left my job. Yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us. When they did not find his body, they, they came saying they had a vision of angels who said he was alive. <laughs> friends. Anybody, anybody in here got good friends? I mean, got good friends that, that try to help you. I mean, they're since, I'm, I'm talking sincere friends. I'm not trying to be facetious. I'm talking about having some good friends. Ones that are there when you need them. The ones that are there that will speak life and help you out and hook you up and hold your hand and kick you in the butt and smack your hand and hit you in the back of the head. I mean, do it all for you to make sure that you stay straight. I'm talking about those kind of friends. The ones that don't let you go out and just screw up. The ones that call you out because you're trying to sneak a peek over here with a woman in a corner somewhere. And they walk, hey, where's your wife at? That, I'm talking that kind of friend. But don't you know when you're in the middle of broken expectations, when you're in the middle of hopelessness, that your friends can't even help you? Matter of fact, you don't even, I don't even, we'll go, we'll go up a couple verses. You don't even know what I'm going through. We lose hope. Won't even listen to our friends now. <laughs> and you forget that they went as old as they were and helped you move. <laughs> and they have to rub themselves down with Ben Gay for three days. <laughs> Crying and complaining. I'm talking about David, I'm not talking about me. <laughs> And you know, even though they had somebody come back and said, hey, we had a vision, and, and he's not there. They still wouldn't turn. Have you ever been in a spot to where you've lost just so much hope that you just don't think there's a chance? I mean, you're to the point See, I know, I know when Debbie's got issues. I know them, but like the back of my hand, I know her. 
if she ain't walking through the house after she come home from work, on the phone talking to somebody, or she don't come up and hey, honey, and she touching all over and rubbing on the dog, I know there's a problem. Uh-oh. Something wrong. And I'm not saying this bad against her, but I could probably come and try to minister to that. It's probably better I go to the cupboard and get some peanut butter and jelly. Call that dinner. And be done for the day. Even if that means tucking myself in at 6.30 in the evening. Just be done that day. Just Right? Because if you don't, you might get cyanide or something in your food next week. But I'm just... It's when we lose, when we lose that, man, the, the people that are the closest to us can't even minister. Because we've lost all hope. Because we have based our expectation off of our past experience. It could have been yesterday's report. It could have been last week's review. It could have been last month's diagnosis. It could have been last year's divorce. And I love it because Jesus shows up. And when Jesus shows up, and certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said. Now, they had other people that went down and seen it. And they, they give him the same report. See, the, 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 <laughs> the ones that get under your skin, you're the third person that come and told me that, man. If I get one more person come and tell me that, boy, I'm just going to I'm done. Right? You've done it. I was just checking the door. The fire marshal smacked my hand one time because it wouldn't just open up. I just remembered. I just put it in the sermon. <laughs> Don't you do it? Some of you will leave church. You're the fifth person that then said, when I come in here, I need to dress a little more appropriately. Probably because you do. Got your hickey mo hanging out and trying to minister at the altar. Well, you need to let a little reproof in your life, a little correction. I ain't mean to offend you, Brandon. There's just sometimes you got to pick better opportunities to walk. If you got to go to the bathroom, you don't leave right after something like that because it kind of. But you don't, you don't know, you don't know what I've gone through. I, I have to. 
Pastor, I have to deal with my wife every week. It's the same thing. Oh, but not that he says that to me ever. <laughs> Except a couple months, but it, it's the same thing over and over. It's all the time. It's all the time. Can I tell you how Isaiah would look at this? You got a minute? Tommy, take me to Isaiah 43. Let's check out what Isaiah says. I'm talking about you setting your expectation. Welcome back. I'm talking to you about setting your expectation. Do you or do you not believe God exists? Do you or do you not profess him as Lord of your life? Do you or do you not believe that he can heal you? Has he or has he not raised the dead, even including himself? What went on last week is last week. Isaiah said it like this years ago. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Just, I'm just reading scripture. Behold. <laughs> if you're good and you go to church and pay your tithes, I'll, I might consider doing something. He said, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall, it will, it's going to come. It's going to happen. I said it. It shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? See, a lot of what God's doing new in our life, we don't know it because we're resisting it because it's demanding transformation. Don't throw nothing at me when I turn around and look. I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field will honor me. The jackals and the ostriches. Because I give water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people. I love that. My chosen. You hung up on what you didn't get last week, and he's trying to give you something this week, and you don't even see it. That's right. That's why we keep going, oh, that's what God. Let's go to Philippians, Tommy. Brethren, I like that. Brethren, I do not count myself to, to have apprehended, but one thing I do. Man, when it comes to your expectation, if you don't do nothing else, do this one thing. Forgetting those things which are behind. Man, listen. Oh, listen. Forget what the doctor said. Who is Lord in your life? Well, Pastor, I, <laughs> Cleopas, we were hoping. Pastor, I've been hoping. 
You know, I, I, last year, last year, my, I, my hope was just high. But it didn't happen. You know, five years ago, Pastor, I was hoping our marriage would stay. Did y'all hear that? You hear a pin dropping in there. Boy, the Holy Spirit will run up in your house, I'm telling you. We ponder and we worry and wonder on the things that he hasn't done, and we forget to rejoice in the things that he has done. That's why it's good every once in a while to check over your shoulder and see what the Lord, Jesus done something good for me, right? If it wasn't for Jesus, sometimes you need to look back there and check it out. Because, see, if he wouldn't have been there when you needed him the most, my friend, you wouldn't even be here now. You wouldn't have the problem that you're foreseeing and that you're going through right now. If you weren't brought out of what you were in when he did show up. Amen. Our expectations, boy, they're weak, aren't they? Oh, we're, we, we can expect. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about Easter. I used to, I, and I don't, I don't preach personal convictions. I just don't. But this is not a personal conviction. I'll give you scripture if you need it. Easter ain't about no silly bunny rabbit laying chicken eggs. Somebody find me, want to show it to me. We're going to make millions. And even if they did, I bet you they didn't come out with all these different colors on it. It might be brown. might be the only color. But look at the expectations you set your children up with. Do not... There's going to be a lot of people defriend, defriend me today, Tommy, on Facebook. I watch you. I pastor the church through Facebook. Oh, <laughs> she looked at me and said, behave. <laughs> I see you, but I was on there this morning. Wanted to put out a little thing, get you to come to church anyway. And I seen a kitchen table loaded. Don't get mad at me. With all these little gifts. and This ain't personal conviction. Set your children up with wrong expectations and they'll die by them. You'll get mad at me. It's okay. Don't bring it to me. Bring it to him. Easter is about a man that stepped out of his glory and his splendor, laid his robe across a throne, came and took on a piece of flesh that we live in, and walked out a purpose in life so that you and I could live with him forever. And he rose when he was crucified, when he was buried, dead, and gone.
if it was your granddaddy's grave or you went to it, whosoever it was, and if it was split open and that person was gone, boy, look, you would be turning over every rock in Roanoke County to try to find where that person was at. And we won't even come to church looking for Jesus. But we'll, we'll celebrate Easter. Now, don't get me wrong. I love chocolate. If you want to get me a chocolate bunny, I'll probably eat it the whole thing with some milk. But can I tell you, look, I'm, I'm not trying to come to you from a self-righteous standpoint. We did it. They got Easter baskets. They don't get them all. They stopped getting them a while back. Look, I don't need to give them false presumption. You got churches out. I mean, advertise it, baby, on television. Come to church, we're going to hunt for 5,000 East eggs. Won't you hunt for Jesus? Our expectations, all based off experience. See, whatever the last experience you have with Jesus will be what defines your expectation of the next experience you need. Tweet that one. That was a Holy Spirit tweet right there, Tommy. See, he likes to tweet stuff. Gets me in trouble. Was we done? I wasn't done with Scripture. Wasn't no way. No, I wasn't done. Then he said to them, <laughs> I love Jesus. Foolish ones. Slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Don't you know that the prophets have talked about this for years? Don't you know what they told you was going to happen? It just happened before you... You're walking in prophecy and you don't even see it. You experience the prophetic word from God and you don't even realize it. And I'm talking to today's church. Believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered... These things and have entered into glory. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Boy, Jesus is up here in the midst of them teaching them and they don't even know it. For lack of time, and I want to eat some chicken. If you fast forward through this little account, it talks about they didn't recognize him until he broke the bread. Boy, isn't it special how Jesus, see, it's only Jesus that can break that bread like that. Huh? You, you can't do it like Jesus can do it. Come on, church. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, these guys have walked seven miles with Jesus, and he's been talking, to, and they don't recognize this man for nothing. And he sits down, and he breaks. See, some might want to argue this thing with me, and you can do whatever you want to do. I'm just under my conviction with this. It wasn't that they saw the scar in his hand when he broke it. It was in how he broke it. I, I just, I just, I'm sorry. Because see, it was like deja vu to them. I remember a guy that broke bread just like that. He done it just like that. Was that him? And he was gone. I mean, they even talked to themselves after that, and they said, man, didn't our hearts beat within us? Didn't they race? And they didn't recognize? They felt his presence. But they didn't recognize. Your expectations can cloud his presence. That's bad news. If you don't expect him to show up, likelihoods, you'll never see him when he does. You'll never see him when he does. So don't go basing your expectation. I'll give you one more scripture and I'm just going I'm just going to quit. Because I had this one down and I wanted to tell you because there's too many times that we'll get right in the midst of our stuff and we'll forget everything and we'll, and we'll stop. We'll stop believing in God. We'll stop trusting in God. We'll stop standing on the promises. When we've done all to stand, we stop standing and we sit. We give up hope. We lose our faith. Well, if we could be just as bold as some expectations that are driven by those that fear. We, we just, we, we can't have, we, we can't have the expectations in God's promises and you've got people out there that expect more in their fear. Don't, remember when the, when the Sadducees and the Pharisees, they went, to the governor and said, hey, listen, now if you don't go and put a guard up against what we fear is, see, they were expecting, they didn't even, they didn't even know what they, they didn't know what they was expecting. They was expecting him to raise. They was expecting him to be out of that tomb. They said, if you don't go and put your seal on, or if you don't go and post guards, he said, no, wait a minute, I'm going to just put my seal on it. Everybody knows then not to touch it. They go and post guards up, put the seal on, lo and behold. See, and they were scared. They, they say they were scared that the disciples was going to take him out, and then the upheaval would be even worse than before. The fear was he wasn't going to be there. So their expectation was he wasn't going to be there. So they ran to the emperor, to the governor. Uh, that's a different sermon with the governor. 
not the governor of Virginia by any means. Psalms 24, 7, 10 says, Lift up your heads, O you gates. Not goats, gates. And be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who's the king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He's the king of glory. Where do you stand on your expectation? Can I challenge you this morning to lift up your head? It's not over. Oh, Sunday's coming. It ain't over. 